0: water. I know I'm going to get thirsty. So, excuse me. <laughs> okay, let's see if. We, let's see if we're ready here. Amen. Last sermon on a, on a marriage, Amen. Y'all probably happy, aren't y'all? Huh? <laughs> I told y'all before I started that this was gonna be a rough series, but God's grace is good. God's grace is good, Amen. Uh, we are still working out of Ephesians chapter five, so even for those that are widows, divorced, and single, there's something in here for you also. So uh, hold on, don't, 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 don't walk out. Uh, I believe there's a word, there's a message for you also in this. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5. I will begin reading at verse 25. I will begin reading at verse 25. And it reads as such in our hearing. I am reading from the King James. It reads as such. It says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he may present it to himself as a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished nourish it and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we as members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. 32. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and wife, see that you reverence your husband. What I will entitle this sermon is, You Are My Ministry. You are my ministry. Father, even now, Father, I come with very little, if anything. So, Father, you have to take my little bet and multiply it. Father, you have to move me out of the way And allow there to be a manifestation of your grace. Father, even now, do what only you can do. Allow me to expound your truth. Make it simple. Make it clear. Even now, we pray. Last week, I dealt with the, some of the responsibility that the wife has towards the husband and how she can win him. Right. Today, I, I want to deal with the fellas, just a little bit more. Wives, don't, don't, don't hold your breath. I'm coming your way. But I want to expand on how this thing works together. I want to expand on how there is an action and a reaction that happens in marriage. And when we do it God's way, it's supposed to yield much fruit. That's true in all that God has set up, that in the spiritual realm, whenever you sow seeds, it's supposed to yield much fruit. Here, Paul is talking to the husband and, and ladies, you think that what God has given you to do by obeying, by serving, by humbling yourself under His mighty hand is hard? You haven't seen anything till you see what God is telling the man to do. You think that what the, there's a high calling on what you're supposed to do? Listen, to what He says to the man, He tells us to love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Let me ask you, how much have Christ loved you? Whoa. I mean I mean, catch the flow of this catch what he's saying I've had guys come into my office and say hey pastor I'm willing to step in front of a bullet in front, front of a bullet for my wife I say that's good but there's more to this than willing to die for her it's not just dying physically but it's dying every day making a sacrifice to her in order to make sure she's okay It is putting her before you put yourself. It is loving her in such a way that without a shadow of a doubt, you have set her apart. Take a deep breath. I mean, because when we look at what Christ does for us on a daily basis, the one thing you can say is every day you wake up, you've been blessed. He gives evidence of his love for you every single day. He sows into us as the body of Christ. Christ every day is sowing into us that we may be fruitful for him. The same picture of Christ loving the church is the picture, is the mandate of us loving our wives. To be honest with you, let me explain. We can't do this in our own power. You don't love her that much. What it takes, to, it takes us submitting to God and allowing God to teach us how to love them in a way that he loves us. It's actually understanding that when you love her this way, it's not that you are losing, you are really gaining. Because as he says, it says that as a man loveth his own body, that's the way he ought to love his wife. This is what I discover, I am discovering, that unless there is a brokenness in that female, when she is loved like that, her, she is made to respond to that type of love. It's the way she's made. It is Genesis chapter 3, 16 says, and her desire shall be unto her own husband, which means that she has a desire to be loved And to be gloved by her husband. That she looks into your eyes and asks the question, am I worth, am I value, am I worth something? Okay, what she gets... From the relationship, she gets a sense of worthiness, a sense of preciousness, a sense of being set apart. Fellas, we don't get that from relationships. We get that most of the time from what we do. About 80% of the ladies, they look at their relationships, and if the relationships are doing good, then they are doing good. Watch what we say. I'm going to say that again. Watch what you say. Watch the tone in which you say it with. Watch the way you say it and when you say it. When it's her weekly, you might not want to say it. (laughs) What are you talking about, preacher? A woman internalizes everything. She can bring back to you remembrance what you said 20 years ago. She know what you wore. She know what time it was. She watched the words form off your lips because she really want to know what you really think about her. So sometimes she will listen more to you when you're mad, thinking that you've been fooling all the time. And when you're mad, that's what you really mean. But is us, it's like water on a duck's back. Stuff just runs off. Unless she has learned how to get to an area that is our heart. We are sowing seeds. And fellas, many a time, I hate to say it, because we got the leadership, we initiate it. We initiate setting up the environment for them to grow. We initiate that she feels safe. She feels comforted. Listen to the key word, safe, protected, guarded. When she feels that, she blossoms in that environment. When she knows that you love her, she feels it. She hears it from your words. She sees it in your action. She sees it in your lips. It's to the place she can smell it. It's to the place she can taste it. It's to the place that she senses it when you walk in the room. When she's in that environment, watch out, because she's going to birth a lot of fruit in your life. The only time I've seen it not work is when there was such brokenness in a young lady's life that they can't do it. Then what you do then, you do as much as you can do then depend on God to do the rest. Ladies, let me speak to you for a moment. In loving in him loving you, you got to respond. You got to show him when he does right. You got to even give him credit when he's trying and get it wrong. If you don't respond to him. A man will die on the inside. See, what you don't understand is this, is that when you respond to him and you speak to him and you believe in him, that gives us confidence. I don't think y'all hear me. Listen, it doesn't matter who else says we're good at something. We don't really hear it till you say we're good at something. Doesn't matter how many other people say they love us. Until if you are a wife, until you say you love us, what you don't understand. No matter how good you think we think we are, a man needs confidence. And when you honor him and respect him in words, in deeds, in action, in in that we can smell it, that we can taste it, that we can feel it, what happens is that translates in us confidence to conquer. God gave Adam, second thing he gave Adam after the relationship was go subdue the world, gave him the garden, to do it, conquering. The second thing he gave Eve after Eve experienced with God was Adam. She became his helpmate to what? To make him believe that he could do it. Is he hearing from you when he does something right? Does he know that you believe in him? Does he know that you know that he's something special? Fellas, have you set her apart? Not just in what you... How, how can I say this? There's people who come in my office and they say this. She knows I love her. How she knows? I'm still there, ain't I? I bring home the check, don't I? He knows I respect him. How he knows? I still cook his food, don't I? Well, do you thank him for all the special things he does? That's what he's supposed to do. It goes both ways. Why do we give more honor to strangers than we give to each other? Why do we show more respect for those outside of the home than we do for people inside of the home? Why would we say thank you to somebody we don't even know for doing something for us and can't say thank you in the house? Ladies, quick on the bed. Look like Mom please. Y'all didn't hear that, did y'all? <laughs> Ain't your mama quit going to bed look like Your mama every night. You don't have to roll your hair every night. You don't have to have that old tour. Every night. I ought to smell good with some perfume some night. I mean, come on now. There's got to be some. This morning, I I wasn't even gonna go there. I'm gonna go there, and we're gonna go. I'm getting to y'all. Okay, (laughs) wait a minute. How many memories are we making that when we get older, we can rejoice over the memories we made? Wait a minute. Not memories of places we went, but memories of what we did together. You see, when you get older, the only thing you have is memories. And if you didn't make memories when you was younger, you have nothing to rejoice about. Celebrate that keeps you together because memories is that. It is, it is, it is. I woke up one morning, just I told you, I don't dream too much, but this was a dream or a vision, I don't know. But when I woke up, I knew the meaning of it exactly. What I saw was, I don't know if I told y'all this, if I told y'all this, excuse me, okay, but you're gonna hear it again. Woke up, and I saw this man driving his car, and he was driving his car, and it was an apple orchard on both sides. I mean, these trees was beautiful. They were the biggest apple trees i ever seen. They had the biggest, reddest apples I have ever seen. And this man was driving, and he was saying, wow, it was a two-lane, one of those, 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 those back streets, two-lane street, And as far as you can see was apple orchards. He stops his car, pulled the cars over. He walks up to the tree, grab one of the apples, and he begins to in head, Apple tree, you're the most beautiful tree I've ever seen in my life. He takes the tree, the apple wipes out, bite into the apples, and like, this is the best taping, tasting apple I have ever tasted. Oh, apple tree, you are, y'all are awesome. And the apple tree came alive. And the apple tree began to say to the man, said, you praising me now because I'm full grown, I'm full of fruit. Right. And the apple tree said, but look down the orchard. Do you see that man down there watering the trees? Do you see the man down there nurturing those, those, those twiglings?" And the apple tree, that twigling was me. When I didn't believe in myself, when I didn't know that I could produce, he watered me, he nurtured me, he took care of me, he cherished me. So everything I am, I owe to that man. When I woke up, this was the picture, this was the thought of my mind. That, That type of bonding don't happen overnight. Number two. If she already was full of fruit, why should she want you? The process is is when you help the other one become what God has established them to be. It brings a connection. We are each other. Help me. She is your ministry. Ladies, he is your ministry. More than what I can preach it, perhaps we can illustrate it. Bring me, let's see who I want. Get get me a chair, you get me a chair. Bring those chairs about right here. Yeah, one chair, one chair each, come on. Yeah, there you go, come on, huh? Just need one? Okay, change it on me. I don't care. (laughs) Amen. I I got the picture. No, put it right in the middle. Turn it sideways. They're going to help me out, preach this, the rest of it. Fellas, this is what I'm saying. Why should we pour into them because it seems like you're losing yourself. But the way the scripture puts it is this, when you pour into them, you are loving yourself. Because the picture is, it comes back. It comes back later than you sold it, right. but more than you sold it. Right. Mm-hmm. Ladies, the reason why you got to pour back into him, because he takes the seeds, or what you give him, and plant more seeds back into you. It reciprocates itself. And when someone is not doing or responding the way they're supposed to, it breaks the reciprocation. And the cycle is broken. But when you see what God is trying to do, it gets back to itself. When she gets back to him, he gives more to her. When he gives more to her, she bears more fruit into him. When she bore more fruit into him, there are more seeds for him to plant into her, and it grows. That's the way God made the ministry of marriage. Let us stand. Listen to the words of the song. It says, you are my ministry. It goes on to say that I've been waiting all day for you to come home. Why, is the last time you've been waiting for your husband to come home? See, <laughs> I've been looking at the clock all day, going to stroke your stress Away. What is happening in this illustration? What is happening is, is that they have found the light in one another. He is receiving what he has poured into her because this is a heart to heart connection. Did you know it is scary to love somebody with your heart because you're afraid that if they reject you? But listen, if you don't love with your heart, there can't be this type of connection. You know what? I'm glad that Pam and Curtis is dancing this because I have seen her minister to him while he's been sick with cancer. I've seen her rub his feet because his feet, the chemo has made his feet numb, and she will rub his feet. I seen her while he was in a chair. She would come up in the chair next to him. This did not just happen because of chemo, because some of it happened. Me and Curtis used to talk, and Curtis started doing her feet first. <laughs> Am I telling the truth, man? <laughs> Why? Because you have to find ways from an emotional, spiritual physical way, that you express your love to one another. Right now, as they are doing this, everyone in here is saying, something in you is saying, 'Mm." listen, within each of us, when fellas, we love them that way, it evokes. It evokes out of them the want to love you and take care of you. They can't help it. The only time I've seen where it doesn't work is when there has been such hurt in the childhood or in another relationship, relationship with men, that she cannot do it. And God has to heal that. Ladies, when you give us this, we want to love you more. We want to give you more because we recognize that when we do something for you, if if you blow us away with your response, you better believe it, you're going to get that again. Let's dance. When she says, you are my help me too. You're supposed to help me become all that God has called me to be. You ought to see in me what I don't see in myself. You ought to see the man that God is making him to be, and you ought to see the woman that God is making her to be. And your job is to help out what God is doing. Instead of speaking the negative to one another, we ought to speak more positive to one another. Instead of always putting one another down, we ought to build one another up. Listen to this. When I think about loving myself, I think about loving you. Because the truth of the matter is, the way it's supposed to go is that when you pull into the other person, you're blessing yourself. Because what you pour into them, you're going to get fruit from what you pour into them because they're going to come back and respond to what you have just done. You are my spiritual song at night. There ought to be such a spiritual connection that you ought to know what the other one's feeling before they even tell you. There ought to be a connection that's not only physical, but it's spiritual, it's mental, It's emotional. You are my do me right. Nobody can do me like you do me because nobody know me like you know me because you've been studying me. Have you studied your mate till you know them and you can do them like nobody else? Let's dance. Praise. Listen to the words. Baby, come in and shut the door. Catch this lady. Drop all your stuff in the middle of the floor. (laughs) I've just been staring at the clock all day, waiting to smooth all your pain away. I'm your wife. I'm the woman that he sent Whatever it takes, I'm your instrument. It says, give me everything you feel inside. Let it out. Let it out. What's happening here? This is a woman who understands that her husband had a hard day. And she wants to meet his need and make the house a safe a soft place. Sometimes we get so busy taking care of everybody else that we're not taking care of one another. It is biblical to make your mate your ministry. It is biblical to trust God as you give your heart and give of yourself the believe that God's going to give a return. When we look at the scriptures, that's exactly what we see in Ephesians chapter 5. That's why I picked this song. That's why I said, no, this is the one, because it really shows the picture of what happens when we give to one another at a level that we love the fear away. We supposed to be each other's ministry. And if marriages were seen like this, the divorce rate wouldn't be so high. If we love each other unselfishly like this, guess what? There'd be a whole lot of folks still married. In the church, the divorce rate is just as high as in the world. What has happened? We have forgot the picture and the mandate that God has set. Or maybe we never had the picture. But I believe that if we follow God's process, God's program, I believe that there would be a whole lot better marriages. I believe that God is up to something, and God is really trying to create in all of us what we're supposed to be. And when you're married, it's spiritual, and you help the other one become all that God has called them to be. You are each other's ministry. Let's stand. Amen. Thank you. Guess what? The picture I just showed you is not really a picture about marriage. Paul says in Ephesians 5:32, he said, I show you a great mystery. He said, I'm not really talking about the husband and the wife. really talk about Christ and the church. Hold on. Wait a minute. I don't think y'all see it yet. What he's saying is the highest level that the, the best picture I can show you is the picture of the husband and wife. But what I'm really showing you, I'm trying to give you a picture of the way Christ loves you. And the way you ought to love Christ. What I'm trying to show you is that God keeps on trying to start a relationship with you and you ought to respond to him and there ought to be such a love relationship between us and Christ that no matter what situation you find yourself in, you find yourself being loved by him and his love will satisfy you in whatever state you're in. I can't promise you you're going to get married. I can't promise you your marriage is even going to work out. But I can promise you that there is a place in Jesus that makes everything okay. You see, you are his ministry. God has invested himself in you. You are, you are, you are his, his masterpiece as in vision 2.10. He is molding you. He is shaping you. He is holding you. He is making you. He is directing you. Matter of fact, haven't it been God keeping you all this time? Haven't God made a way out of no way just for you? Isn't God personal with it? Isn't God excellent with it? Ain't God won't come, won't God come see about you in the midnight hour? I'm glad He worked with us corporately. But I'm even more glad he works with me personally. Our God is a personal God, and he loves you. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're divorced, whether you're in a bad marriage, whether you're in a good marriage, it's really all about him. You are his ministry. The question is, as God has shown himself to you, as God has proven himself to you, are you responding to the love of Jesus, somebody ought to be responding. Doesn't he says in John 15, he says that I flow through you and that you should give much fruit. Therein is my Father glorified. See, I believe the closer you get, the higher you ought to praise him, the more you know him, the more you ought to shout about him. I believe that your life ought to be a living testimony of the goodness, of the greatness of God. Some of y'all would have been dead sleeping in your grave, but his mercy and his grace, he kept you. He, he healed you. He lifted you. Somebody ought to live for him. Somebody ought not to be ashamed to tell everybody how good he's been. He's just that good. Paul says, I want you to take it higher than just the relationship between a man and a woman. That was a beautiful dance, but you ought to be dancing with Jesus. You ought to be celebrating with Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, you ought to say, good morning, Jesus. I'm excited about what you got for me this day. Every day. He got something for you. How come we allow the small things take away our praise my God my God things are gonna happen but when you got your heart open to him when you got your eyes open to him folks on the job can't steal your joy folks in your home can't steal your joy you just don't understand it took too much for me to get where I'm at I'm not gonna let nobody Nobody, nobody steal my joy or my peace. He's just that good. The marriage is just an earthly picture Thank you, Lord. of the spiritual dimension yes, that we should have with the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. He hasn't left no one out. Even if you're not married, it's not being married to a man. It's not even about being married to a woman. That's a that's an overflow. That's a benefit. The main thing is, is you married to Christ. The main thing is, you hooked up, connected spiritually speaking, to your Creator, to your Maker, who knows everything about you who longs to have a relationship with you. I'm talking about God, God Almighty, the sovereign God, the excellent God, the marvelous God, the God who stood on nothing, called everything into existence. I don't understand why he loves us so much. I'm just glad that he does. He don't need you. You need God. And yet, and yet, it's not us running to him. It's him standing there knocking at the door of our hearts. It's him saying, I love you. It's him saying I would do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine according to the glory that is in you. Yes, sir. What is he saying? Yes, Lord. I have put something in you that I'm trying to bring out. Let me bring it out. Let me have my way with you. Open up your heart and I'll show you something. What would you show me? I'll show you what I have made you to be. Man, we've been missing the point all the time. Marriage is just a earthly picture of a spiritual dimension that is real with God. While they was dancing, didn't you want that? Didn't it invoke something to you? you. Some of y'all say, I'm going to get married now. (laughs) I I ain't saying go get married. I am saying, get it with Christ. I am saying, allow there to be a spiritual awakening in your heart that you hunger for a closer relationship with him. He is your do you right. He is your spiritual song in the night. He is. If you let him be all that you need him to be, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is, he is. He, is. he says to the children of Israel, and I'm finished, he said, I have two things against you. Number one is, you left the fountain of the living water. Then secondly, you hemmed out wells that couldn't hold no water. And what he said is, I was standing right here all the time. And instead of coming where the source of your joy is, where the source of your life is, where the source of your everything, you went and tried to find it in something else. And he's standing there, right by your side. He created you. You're no mistake. He knows everything about you. He ordained for you to be made. And he made you with a purpose and design. And no matter where this sermon finds you, God has a calling on your life. And as much as that dance and that song made us earn for what should, could be in an in, 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 in earthly relationship between a husband and wife, it ought to make you yearn for what should be with our relationship with God. Paul says, this is a mystery. But what he's saying is, this is the best I can do to describe to you how real a spiritual relationship with God is. I have used the best illustration I got. And even that falls short. You can have the best marriage, but if you don't have Jesus, you don't have enough. You can have the best this world has to offer. But if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. You may be in a shack all by yourself. But if Jesus fills your room, you feel like a king on top of the earth. Why? Because he is just that good. He is just that good. Won't he come see about you? Won't he make you feel like you're the only one in the world? is just you and him. Yes. Won't he take the hurt away? Yes. Yes, Thank you. He is just that real. I don't know where you are today, but I know that you need a relationship with the living God. I know that you need more than just religion. You need a relationship that is beyond any other relationship you could possibly have. See, let me explain. Then we go home. Some of y'all think I'm just using words in relationship, but I don't mean it. But I mean it. As real as any relationship you have ever had, You can have an even more deeper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But you have to want it. Just like there is work in developing a relationship like I've been explaining in the physical, there is work in the spiritual. Because God is not going to give you his best when you ain't giving him nothing. I told somebody, I said, if you want a prince, then you need to be a princess. So you need to work on yourself so God will bring you. I told young man, if you want a princess, then you need to be a prince. Do you think if you're a frog, he's going to bring you a princess? That's fairy tale. If that is true a relationship on a physical how much more is it true in the spiritual? Thank you, Lord. He'll give you what you desire yes, he will. Yes, he to the will. point that you desire it. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And if you have a little desire, you only get a little bit of him. Yes, if you're willing to pay just a little cost, then you get a little bit of him. Yes, How much how bad? Do you want it? it you. <laughs> yes, sir. How much?
1: Yes, Lord.
0: How bad? Hmm. Do he invoke out of you a lonely to have a deeper, more satisfying relationship with him? Yes, sir. You are his ministry. Yes. Have you made him your ministry? I don't know where you're at today, but I know that you know the Lord, you need the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that you need to be obedient to his commandment because it starts with obedience. I mean, it's over the little things. Like when he says, come and you come. When he says join the church, you join the church. When he says be baptized, you be baptized. When he says pray, and you pray. When he says read the word. You read the word. It's the little things. He said, if you love me, just keep my commandments Obey me. Today, if he's calling, don't know why it's cast him out. He loves you just that much. Now on the hymn that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above in your life, exceedingly, abundantly above all that you ask or can imagine according to the power, according to the glory that he has invested in you. That's how much he loves you. That's what he wants to do for you. That's what he wants to bring out of you. But you got to come. You got to trust him. You got to step out today and say, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I give it all to you. As we stand,
1: are you here today?